the practice of meditation is having a moment right now in our society, and though formal religious affiliation is on the decline, broader spirituality is on the rise. This is coming from a variety of sources such as Zen Buddhism and Hinduism and ancient monastic traditions and a remix of New Age ideologies. Social media has certainly served as the fuel. You know, two of the most popular smartphone apps of all is the app Calm and the app Headspace. They are related to meditation. The Calm app, now with over 100 million downloads, focuses on relaxation and sleep and stress reduction. Headspace has over 70 million users and is downloaded in over 190 countries around the world. The app's creators liken its utility in omnipresent fashion. And I quote, Think of Headspace as your mind's best friend. We're here for you whenever you need us, wherever you are, helping you get through tough times and find joy in every day, in quotes. Their focus is on science-backed meditation and mindfulness tools designed to, quote, create life-changing habits to support your mental health and find a healthier, happier you, in quotes. You know, I could devote multiple episodes just to this topic and still only scratch the surface. And perhaps we will discuss this in the near future as the practice of meditation and mindfulness intersect with believers on a number of levels. As a result, much wisdom and discernment are needed to parse all of this out. What's interesting to note with the rise of meditation is its connection with health and happiness. Can we insert the word success here? You know, there's definitely something here to consider with this ancient practice. And after all, we are on the way of wisdom, seeking it like precious treasure. And God's word is not silent on this matter. In fact, God's servant Joshua the Old Testament, equated meditation as being one of the primary factors for achieving success in the endeavors of life. So stay tuned as we consider how he addressed this topic. Greetings, everyone. This is Bobo Beck, and you are listening to the Wisdom Calling Podcast, Episode 27. This podcast serves as a complement to the Wisdom Calling devotional series, which I've written to help you think more critically and live more strategically. I'm essentially tracing the theme of wisdom all the way through the Bible In this episode, we are considering the biblical practice of meditation and its connection with success in our daily lives. So let's jump back into the life and leadership of Joshua in the Old Testament. The 
book of Deuteronomy brings the first five books of the Bible to a close with a description of the transition of leadership from Moses to his assistant, Joshua. Moses at this point was about 120 years old and with increased limitations on his capacity to lead. And in a solemn assembly, he charged the people and his successor to be strong and courageous because God would be going before them into the promised land. Yahweh himself also exhorted Joshua not to fear. Joshua would never be able to replace Moses in the impact of his leadership, but he would be used by Yahweh in substantial ways because of his preparation and devotion. Joshua had been one of the 12 spies chosen by Moses to scope out the promised land for 40 days and bring back examples of the fruit there and feedback about what Israel might be up against in terms of a future conquest. Only Joshua and Caleb, just two of the 12, provided a hopeful and optimistic report that focused on Yahweh's presence and power. And as a result, Moses promised that only those two would be allowed to enter the promised land. Moses then changed Joshua's name from Hosea to Joshua, which meant Yahweh saves or delivers. Joshua had also served as a military leader and a personal assistant to Moses for many years. Deuteronomy 34 says that Joshua was full of the spirit of wisdom. His experience and observation over time had prepared him for this transition, and he would need that wisdom to oversee the equitable and efficient division of the promised land among the tribes of Israel. And after Moses died, Yahweh assured Joshua of his constant presence and leading in his life. Listen to Joshua 1, 5 and 9. Yahweh says, I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So because of God's promise, Joshua developed a resolve in his character and in his leadership as he assumed the role of theocratic administrator. Yahweh provided a formula for success in all of Joshua's endeavors. Success that was more spiritual in nature. You know, success from the Lord's perspective wasn't merely about administrative skills or military genius. It was more about devotion to him, knowing and obeying. And the primary means of knowing Yahweh was through his word. He wanted Joshua and subsequently the people to be rooted in the law so much that it was the content of their continuous meditation. Listen to Joshua 1.8. You shall meditate on it day and night. And in the Hebrew language, meditate or hagach meant to moan or utter or speak or to muse. To meditate was to audibly recite truths about God his works, 
and his word. Meditation wasn't a means of finding oneself or becoming one with the universe. In fact, it wasn't really about the self at all. It was a practice to posture the mind and life firmly in God himself. And Joshua specifically correlated this kind of biblical meditation to success in life endeavors and to spiritual prosperity. And Israel did experience success. The people of God under Joshua's leadership crossed the Jordan River and they ate of the fruit of the land of Canaan. They also conquered the city of Jericho and Joshua 6.27 states, The Lord was with Joshua and his fame was in all the land. God was faithful to his promises and he used Joshua as a servant to carry out his purposes in the land on behalf of his people. You know, oftentimes in our modern culture, strength and courage are touted as traits that we can develop by somehow psyching ourselves up mentally or through daily affirmation routines. For example, if I say over and over, I am strong and confident, then the thought is that I will eventually manifest those qualities and actualize them. But this approach is not godly. It can actually easily focus on self and bypass the true source of strength and courage, which is God and his faithful presence and promises. If you do have a daily morning routine and affirm anything, let it be God-centered truth. Consider developing or replacing your affirmations with statements such as, I am loved by God, or God will never leave me or forsake me, or God is a rock and I can run to him and be safe, or finally, I can be strong and courageous because my God is with me. And what about God's formula for success, knowing and obeying? How does our culture define success, and how has that definition influenced you and your work? You know, from God's perspective, success is defined more spiritually, more about being immersed in his word and being faithful to apply it in our everyday lives. This immersion should then work its way out into the implementation of our skills and intellect for the glory of God and for the good of those around us. So think of this as a more holistic approach to success. Part of wisdom is defining success in this way. And it also takes wisdom to discern the connection between success and God-centered meditation. So may we, may you and I be resolved to faithfully muse on and recite truths about God, reorienting our perspectives while focusing away from ourselves. Well, my friends, I am so grateful for you and your willingness to listen to this episode. And I'm so grateful for the many of you that have purchased one or more of the devotional volumes. 
As a reminder, the first three volumes are available for purchase through the website wisdomcalling.org or directly through Amazon. Each volume has 30 devotionals, all working their way through scripture and highlighting workplace wisdom. So check those out if you haven't already. And by the way, I am currently writing volume four, which provides an overview of the way of wisdom in the book of Proverbs. So stay tuned for announcements when those will be available as well. Well, that is it for now. Until next time, grace and peace.